the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Jimmy Bogle, you're not boogieing enough. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, welcome to another edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. My name is John Taylor. My co-host is comedian, community activist, chef, realtor, renaissance woman extraordinaire, Shan Carr. Intro, oh my gosh. And we have below Shan, the founder and creator of GayDesertGuy.com. He is an entrepreneur, a community leader, a broadcaster, and a good friend, Brad Furr. Yay, good morning, good morning. And next to Brad, we have the publisher, editor, journalist, and Facebook Journalism Project grant winner, a future Pulitzer Prize winner uh-huh. from StevieIndependent.com. It's Jimmy Bogle. Yay, Jimmy. And if you're viewing us, you will see we have the Harley Ride mother of two Rottweilers and a Husky Pity mix, the Desert Sun's best doctor in the valley, and our very first Woman Crush Wednesday winner on the I Love Gay Palm Springs Facebook page. It is Dr. Laura Rush. Morning, doctor. Good morning again. You're in in your scrubs and you're in the office this time, not in the car. I'm here. I'm here. I'm in in somebody else's office. So, yeah, I'm working at a desert right now. So, well, yeah. we want to we want to get the progress report of how we're doing here in uh, Palm Springs, the Valley, and the County. We're doing great here in Palm Springs. I, I posted some numbers yesterday, or my own chart based on the the numbers that are provided to us from uh, Riverside County Department of Public Health, and we are very flat. So we're seeing a doubling time of almost three weeks now. So we're doing great here in Palm Springs. Um, Coachella Valley. Yeah, Coachella Valley is still, we're kind of eh, a little little bit of a bump, but it's it's really not that bad at all. Um, the hotspots seem to be, we're seeing um, more cases in DHS and Coachella, but not a lot. I mean, they may have gone up seven to, to 10 cases, you know, overnight, but it's other than that, it's not too bad at all. Um, Riverside County itself is, you know, it's going up, but the the hospitals are doing okay. We're not running out of ICU beds. We're not running out of ventilators. It's This is not an issue Good. for us right now. Good. So I, I think, like I said, we're going to start to see the peak within the next, you know, probably seven to 10 days is my estimate. And then, you know, coming into May, we'll start seeing that that number start dropping down again. So you're good on PPE. You have the reagents you need and the swabs now. Where are you with that? We're testing, testing, testing. We are all stocked up on our PPE. I got PPE coming out the wazoo now, so <laughs> it's great. Uh, and please okay. cover the wazoo. Cover the wazoo. Cover up that wazoo. If it's so, been your wazoo, don't use it. That's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Toss it. <laughs> it's a little soiled now. <laughs> but it's, we're, we're doing fantastic. I, I, we are so appreciative of, of, you know, everything people have done for making gowns for us, making homemade masks for us. So it's it's been a fantastic community effort to to help everybody here on the front lines, all the medical workers. It's been great. So last week when the um, who was it who was making all the gowns and masks last year or last week? CV Mask Project was yeah. doing a big one, right? And I, I mean, a bunch of drag queens making the gowns. I just had a hard time keeping my mouth shut, asking if they were putting a ruffle, yeah, just <laughs> something to glam it up, a bustle. But, they look normal. I got a couple of really great masks, and one my, one of my favorites I should have brought it is uh, it's red sequin. Oh, so lovely. I was like, oh, oh this would have been great for red dress party. So next year. <laughs> next year, yeah, that's true. 
So you were saying that, uh, you know, a few weeks ago that you were thinking we would be locked down through May still. And does that still seem like the way to go pretty much? Um, you probably, I would say if everyone was, was going to be kept safe, then yeah, going through May. But I think as we're starting to see um, an easing up in restrictions because of the demand and the protests, there's going to be a couple of smaller protests, I think, locally this weekend of people that are demanding stores, small businesses be opened up. But as we just saw in Florida, that's not really working out too well. They just had their biggest increase in uh, new cases and deaths since the beginning, just since, oh, just since opening up the beaches. So, so it didn't how really... fast can that, not, how, like, I want those numbers to give those people that scary feeling. Can they be showing up in numbers three days after they open the beach up? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it just takes, you know, between three and five days from when you get, you know, come in contact with the virus to start developing symptoms as long as, four, you know, 14 days. But, you know, if they start getting, coming in contact with things, you know, <clears throat> Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right about now, you're going to start seeing symptoms. And mm -hmm. it's an older population in Florida, you know, they don't call it God's waiting room for nothing. Right. And how about that? Uh, how about using uh, Las Vegas as a control group for uh, not having a, a real, if you, if, you have a, if you don't have a vaccine, you just let Vegas be uh, open up so it can be the control group. <laughs> That's that, Carol, that was Wilson yesterday, Carol right? Goodman, on yeah. Anderson Cooper, and CNN. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, you referenced that as well. And that's your old home state. Jimmy, that's your old home state. Yes, although I'm proud to say I'm from Reno, not Las Vegas, but I did I live in Reno, and you know what? There are a lot of people in Vegas that think she's full of crap, so we'll just leave it at that. Well, that's true. We actually have a, 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 a friend of the show and a former guest. He invited us into his home uh, a last uh, few months. Uh, Michael Childers put it on his uh, Facebook page yesterday and wanted to thank people that were supporting him. He was uh, in the ICU and he was on a respirator with wow. the COVID virus. And he said it was a tough uh, fight but he now has a 24 seven nurse uh, at home and he's getting stronger. And he just wanted to thank people for the support during this time. And we're so I thankful that, that you're Amazing. getting better. Yeah. yeah. It's great. He's recovering. Amazing. Sending yeah. you love. No doubt. Dr. Rush. Thank you so much. Is there any other little something you want to toss into the mix before you go? Good wishes for us all and good, good behavior. Stay safe out there. Keep wearing your masks. Keep washing your hands. It's going to be hot this weekend. Stay hydrated. And remember, the heat is not going to kill the virus. So don't think it's just because it's hot and you can get outside that you're going to be safe. You're just going to get sunburned and get sick anyway. So lots of sunscreen. Stay hydrated. I put some links up on my page. Feel free to look at them, too. It's from the, um, from the WHO, the WHO, and talking about how um, the different myths that they're trying to bust about this virus. So, so check that out. Check out the okay. World Health Organization. And her Facebook page is L.A. Rush. You got it. Great. Right. Thank you. Thank you so much. We will you see you on a... Friday with some Dickie's barbecue. Oh, I can't wait. See you Thanks, noon. guys. See you tomorrow. All righty. Bye-bye. Jimmy Bogle from CV Independent. What is on your mind when you're on deadline? <laughs> well, we actually are on deadline. We are still doing a print edition. Our May edition will start hitting streets next week. You know, a lot of publications um, around the country have stopped print editions or have cut way back. 
We've cut our circulation down a little bit, but we're actually going from 24 pages to 32 pages this week. Wow. Not, because we, not because we've got more ads. Let me make that clear. But um, <laughs> my uh, staff and freelancers have been doing so much amazing work. And there's a set of readers out there that don't, for whatever reason, want to do online stuff. Which, <laughs> Sorry, Brad. Uh, but they really wow. are focused on print, especially in the East Valley, for whatever reason. Um, and so we're going to get this news out to them and I'm hard at work on that. Um, we've also got a coloring book project. Uh, it is out. We're going to be, this is not the actual printed version. This is a crappily printed version I did from home um, called uh, Coloring Coachella Valley uh, Volume 1 that we did in conjunction with Create Center from the Arts. It is out. Um, it is a fundraiser. It's got amazing local art that you can color all black and white um, by local artists. Uh, you can get that at cvindependent.com. It's $20 for the digital download, $30 for the digital download, plus a printed copy uh, that's sponsored by the UPS stores in DHS and Cathedral City and uh, the High Desert. And then the other thing we've got going is we just started an Adopt-A-Business program. If you've got a small business that you want to support in this time, um, I'm offering a dirt, dirt, dirt cheap um, advertising rate, both online and print for small businesses um, that people can go to cvindependent.com and find out about. So we got a lot going on, a lot of really um, wow. new stories coming out. And um, oh, look, coffee. Yay. <laughs> What's the G stand for on your coffee cup? This is actually a coffee cup that someone bought for my husband, Garrett. Garrett. He doesn't drink coffee, so I stole it from him. Good. You know, my mind, because it would have been white party week, I was thinking, maybe that's an additive. Oh. <laughs> Bad joke. Sorry. Uh, Sorry about that. And white party's doing their uh, virtual webcast on Friday and Saturday night, starting at, I think, 8 p.m. Yep. and going late. So uh, if anybody wants to capture the spirit of white party without all the drugs, um, you can certainly do that online. Well, and the World of Wonder has its event this evening, live streaming, right? Somebody had the deets on that. Yes, uh, the COVID-19 fundraiser for people in the biz, people who are in the entertainment industry and the bar industry. Uh, and it's going to be headlined by Cindy Lauper, Todd Vercall, who would have been here. <gasps> your favorite. Your favorite. Uh, Rufus Wainwright, Alan wow. Cummings, Betty Who, and Justin yeah. Chenoweth, John Cameron Mitchell, among others, and it is at the World of Wonder Facebook page for the live streaming event, and that's going to happen at uh, five our time, eight o'clock Eastern. Super, fantastic. What you got, Shanela? Um, well, I want to say that again that there is a hotline for women, right? Um, so you can go to your women's circle and find a link and find a phone number, your women's circle. At least you can retain that, right? Kind of an easy one. And then also, uh, oh shoot, I got a little, hang on, let's act like this never happened. <laughs> Oh, to hell with me. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll pretend this never happened. Uh, here we go. Um, if you're a lesbian in crisis in the Coachella Valley, the L Fund may be able to help you. You just go to l-fund.org and then scroll down and just click need help. Click here. And they handle problems, financial crises, connecting you with services, uh, making sure everything is still running in your house. In 24 to 48 hours, they will solve the problem. 
So l-fund.org. Not everything is eligible for solving, but if you have a real crisis, they are there for that. Also, um, uh, Remy Wines, which is a lesbian and a gay man, and three people own a winery, and they are giving a large portion of their proceeds. They will ship the wine to you, and they're giving a large portion of their proceeds to Sanctuary, uh, which is a house for LGBT youth in transition between 18 and 20-something. Um, who have aged out of foster care. So uh, also that is a good one. Yeah, definitely. Also, just a little tidbit that's kind of interesting. I don't know if anybody noticed, but Armistead Maupin has been reading Tales of the City. He's been reading his books, uh, Five O'Clock uh, GMT and, uh, you know, Greenwich Mean Time. So do the minus eight or whatever it is from there. Uh, but riveting to hear him read those books after growing up and coming out and being in San Francisco in those early 80s and stuff. So exciting. And he has a whole new book and there's a live interview that he just did. So if you're as big of an Armistead Maupin fan as I am, you can just go to his Facebook page. And, find and he's out. in London now. So yeah, he's, he is in he's, London now. Yeah, he's yeah. in London we had David Perry on last week who said he'd been in touch with Armistead because they've known each other over the years. He told the story on last week's podcast. And uh, David's actually written a book. And I think Armistead, didn't he give him a little uh, yep. review for his yeah. book? Yeah, he's on the dust cover. On the dust cover, yes. That's great. Uh, what else? I'm going to put a thread up on Sunday asking people for their stories from the 80s and 90s and early 2000s from the history of the Russian River, which is oh. a town that raised a generation of entertainers and a generation of partiers and a <laughs> tiny little mountain town in the Russian River area that had six live gay resorts and bars and all at the same time. And so we've been doing, everybody's been digging through their photographs. So if you have any stories out there, from the Russian River uh, back in the day. Check my Facebook feed on Sunday. All right. I remember when we had resorts and bars. Remember that time, guys? That was amazing. <laughs> yes. Oh. But we're Sunday. all okay now because it's going to be 100 degrees, and that kills the coronavirus, right? Especially in Las Vegas. Vegas. Except it doesn't. The star no. studies coming out. I'm probably going to be linking to one today. It doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, wishful yeah. thinking. Sorry. There's, a lot, of, there's a lot of wishful thinking out there right now. Yeah. So, Brad, should we do the shout-outs to our takeout establishments? Let's do that. Our takeout shout-out for the Thursday. Um, who wants to go first this me, week? Me, 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 okay, me, me. Jimmy Bogle, you're first. Even though the ahi nori tuna roll didn't make the final takeout menu, which is a crime, <laughs> um, I'm very happy that one of my favorite restaurants, the place where we celebrated the very first print edition of the Coachella Valley Independent more than seven years ago, Tropical is back open tonight for takeout. Um, they've got a large but uh, not full menu, um, cocktails as well, discounts, I believe, on wine. If you go to their website, you can find, find out what they've got. And I believe you can call an order starting um, this afternoon. They've got the specifics on their website. But I'm so happy that Tropical is back open. I can't wait to be back out on their patio sipping a martini, yeah. which I know is coming soon. Through your and then mouth. the other one is our friends at the Mary Pickford Theater. They uh, had such yeah. success last weekend with their you can go online or you actually call them and you can order popcorn and drinks and movie snacks and candy and you drive up and pick them up and the great thing is damon rubio the owner of d place entertainment he has been paying his employees throughout all of this yeah. 
Amazing. And all the money that these sales are 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 going to those employees, and there it's an independent, locally Southern California owned theater company. It's not a big chain. Right. They deserve our support. So please go to the Pickford Facebook page, call the number, order the popcorn, and even if you don't want popcorn, if you're trying to be keto or you're trying to uh, be healthy, you can actually call and order stuff and not pick it up or call and, and order and give a big tip. Um, they really need your support right now. So support the people who are supporting their employees. So if you call, if you call and do you don't pick up the order, doesn't the food go to waste? Well, if it's a candy bar, you know, <laughs> they'll probably just put it back to sleep. Milk duds last forever. But but seriously, if you don't, if for some reason you don't want popcorn or whatever, don't let that stop you from calling yeah. and supporting. At them. least support them. I, yes. I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, I want to uh, give a big shout out to Michael Holmes and the Purple Room Supper Club, and they are instituting the uh, Wednesday through Sunday uh, takeout specials, and they have a dinner for two for a very good price, and it just makes me want to, you know, sit at my piano and play to myself badly and uh, eat the yummy play, food. Play to, play to yourself? Yes. Did you say play? Yeah. Okay, just checking. Yep. And also, we want to do a shout-out to uh, a very special little barbecue joint. Yeah, we want to say thank you to Dickie's Barbecue. Oh, look at that. You got the image. <laughs> oh, wow, good for you. Nice job, Jimmy. We I mean, love uh, Dickie's, and actually Dickie's is going to sponsor a lunch for the whole staff uh, where Dr. Rush is at Kaiser in Palm Desert. And so on Friday, we get to pick up a little barbecue with all our masks and our grabby finger things and and uh, take them out. Uh, Dr. Rush has just really been such an important part of the podcast for the last six weeks, I think it's been. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't want to let it just go by without a thank you. We're so grateful to her and uh, and to Dickie's for providing a lunch so that her whole staff can have a little snackies at noon. No time. doubt, no doubt. Wow! So my I've arm got, gets tired holding up the graphics for that long. <laughs> yes. Um, so I've got John. Just a quick correction. Uh, Purple Room is through Saturday night. They've not. They are not doing Sundays yet, but they may. Um, v Wine Lounge is open, uh, I think, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., and they've got uh, charcuterie plates, which is cheese and meats and nuts and crackers. I don't know where the word Jimmy, you're the uh, journalist here. Charcuterie? It's something like French, French. or something. I don't know. It's a French it's word that's a slab of snacks. <laughs> yeah. Slab of snacks. Okay, there we go. And uh, V Wine Lounge. Um, uh, go see uh, James and the crew over there. They've got carryout. They uh, open their front door. Just a little table there, and you can order wine to go by the bottle. Do you remember there were lots of, I, I don't know that it still exists, but there used to be lots of places in the South where you could go to a drive-up window, and they would give you a cocktail with a lid oh, and yeah. a straw. Daiquiri Barns in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, but let's Florida go back to. Florida had them. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 New Mexico had them. So in Texas, I went for a job interview um, for, at a radio station in where's all the where's the helium plants and whatever that city is in like some godforsaken town Amarillo something like that oh, yeah. Texas and the the owner of the radio station picks me up at the airport with his Cadillac with the horns on the front of the Cadillac. It's a convertible. He's got his cowboy hat on. And the first place we stop is one of the drive through places so he can get a cocktail. And obviously, some charcuterie. Yeah, and obviously I did not take that job. 
No. <laughs> imagine how different your life would be right now, Bradford, had you. Oh, my God. I can't I imagine. honestly worked in Albuquerque, New Mexico at a drag queen show bar that also had a Mexican restaurant attached to it with okay. a drive through window. So, I mean, I'm not joking. It was 1984. <laughs> but we would work in the Mexican restaurant in the daytime, and we would sell liquor out the drive through window, and then I worked as a drag queen at nighttime in this Cleo's Pyramid Lounge, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 1984. I've only flown there. over places like this. It was horrible. <laughs> the, and I hope you'll cut this out, but the drag queens named me Connie Cumbubble, and that was my drag name. I oh, have no I think choice. This stays in. We are I not cutting that out. I, I have no this... say here. I'm only a guest. Please I don't, don't cut that out. I don't have time to edit all your potty mouth out of this program, woman. <laughs> that's horrible. I was 19 years old, and that's the drag name they gave me. <laughs> Jimmy, I know you've got to get your uh, paper out there. You're on uh, the paper route. No, you have to get the paper out. Out. <laughs> and the then go on your... next week. Yes, when it's printed. Yes. All right. The CVIndependent.com for the updates. You can get on the mailing list uh, and get it in your email box. And it's going to be on your newsstand soon if he gets back to work. So thank you. For thank taking you, Jimmy. The... Thanks, guys. Stay safe, everybody. Well, Richard, a fine good morning to you, everyone. This is Richard Ayub. You guys have not met him before, but you are now um, connected. And Richard, how are you this fine day? Good. How are you? Look at all these people. <laughs> now, Richard, Richard, you're doing something. You're doing something really cool with the Royals. Well, he did something very cool with the Royals, and um, Richard is the executive director of Project Angel Food in Los Angeles. He is a um, frequent guest of the desert. Um, Richard and I have known each other for a number of years from our, my L.A. days, and I wanted Richard to come on because you may have seen some um, TMZ uh, coverage about the Royals doing a little uh, a charity work for yeah. uh, what's happening, and Richard they came to you. Tell us about what happened when the royal family, well, the royals, including uh, Prince Harry and Meghan, uh, came to roost. So it was really, really exciting because uh, it was Easter Sunday and they wanted to be of service. And so of all the charities that they picked in the United States and in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. they picked Project Angel Food. Amazing. And the way they did, uh, when I spoke to Megan, and I'm not being rude or too casual, uh, they asked to be called Harry and Megan. They don't want to be called Duke and Duchess. Yeah. So uh, when I spoke to Megan about asking how she found us, she said, when I lived in LA before, of course I knew about Project Angel Food, and I was thinking about being of service, my husband and I were thinking about it, and I was talking to my mom, and my mother said, Project Angel Food needs help. And she said, yes, that's it, I'm gonna call them. So we that's got awesome. a call, they came on Sunday, and they made deliveries to the San Fernando Valley, that's to amazing. Burbank and Glendale. So and they showed up food. What's that? They showed up with food to people who had no idea what was going on. They showed up with food, and it's uh, 
medically tailored meals for their illnesses. And we started in response to the AIDS crisis. And so we have people who are living with HIV and we've expanded people with heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, mm-hmm. kidney failure, forms of cancer. And so the first delivery they made, I went with them. It was to this gentleman by the name of Frank, and I think he's going through cancer. And the very first question Harry asked was, how are you doing? And he said, you know, I'm okay. Um, I just went through some treatments yesterday. And I asked, how's the food? And Frank said, it's delicious. And Harry asked, delicious? And he said, yeah, it's a hot meal and it's really delicious. I thought, you know, this gentleman is behind the screen door. We're six feet away with social distancing. We're wearing gloves. We're wearing masks. And I don't think he recognized them at all. I said, please meet a new volunteers, Harry and Megan. And then he continues, you know what? I love Project Angel Food. You all are so good to me. He had no clue (laughs) who was at his door. And I think they loved it. And then this is the key. And this is what tells you he's his mother's son. He asked this question, and I have done hundreds of deliveries to our clients, and I've never asked this question. The question he asked is, are your neighbors checking in on you? And Frank said, no. And then Harry said, we all need to take care of each other. And as we walked away from Frank's house, Harry told me, I want to spend more time with these clients. You could just feel that Harry wanted to connect more with this gentleman who was six feet away behind the screen door and isolated, and his neighbors don't even check in on him. And that's the power of Project Angel Food and the power of having someone like Harry and Megan come to your door and hopefully bring a smile to you. That's a a terrific story. Angelfood.org is the website, and uh, you are doing some great work, and and we want to thank you for sharing this story, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, it's really a pleasure. And if we can help out in any way, um, people can visit your website and see if they can help support what you're doing as well. Absolutely. And what I want to tell everyone in the desert is you've got this amazing organization, the Desert AIDS Project. Mm-hmm. Please continue to support them. If you do want to add support, come to us. But we never want to jeopardize what's happening there in the desert and the good work they're doing. Well, wonderful. Thank you very much. And in fact, next up is Daryl Tucci from Desert AIDS Project. He'll be joining us in just a moment. So Richard, again, thank you so much for coming on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. It was really a pleasure. My pleasure. Take care, everyone. Say hi to Harry and Megan for us. <laughs> I know. I want the address. I want the address of the neighbors next door so I can send them a little note. Yeah. Check in. Frank. Yeah. Thank you, Richard. Bye-bye. Good morning. Well, through the magic of Zoom, we have Daryl Tucci, as <laughs> promised, from uh, Desert AIDS Project. And how are you doing over there? I'm doing wonderful. Working from home, as uh, it looks like from some of your backgrounds, you are too. <laughs> That's a we fake all background. Are. Yeah, I thought that this might is be real. mine, obviously. <laughs>
Hey, Daryl, you did not have the uh, opportunity to uh, hear who was on just before you, but Richard Ayub joined us from Project Angel Food uh, oh, because uh, uh, Prince Harry and Megan uh, did some deliveries on Easter Sunday. I wanted him to share that story. But I also wanted to share that uh, while we were talking about Project Angel Food, he said to be sure that everybody knows to support Desert AIDS Project and the good work they're doing um, along with Project Angel Food. Oh, that's wonderful. We, we certainly appreciate his support that way. And, uh, uh, you know, even before I started working at Desert AIDS Project for, for years, probably since I came out, I've been a big fan of theirs. So uh, yeah. Project, Project Angel Food has been feeding people for decades and doing a great job at it. Well, and Desert AIDS Project made a, a rapid and effective leap to come to the community's aid as soon as the coronavirus uh, became mm -hmm. obvious. Can you tell us a little bit about the shift that you guys made to protect this community? Sure. You know, you know, DAP, as you all know, has been on the forefront of fighting another viral epidemic pandemic for 37 years. And um, not that I would say it was easy to do, but based on the lessons we learned um, over those years, um, our infectious disease specialists uh, with our leadership team decided very quickly to lean forward and to say, you know what, we have the expertise and we have the skills and certainly have the big enough hearts to be able to lean forward and help mitigate this crisis the best that we can. So uh, the very first step they took was to create um, a COVID-specific triage clinic inside Desert AIDS Project that is isolated. Um, so folks who are symptomatic and potentially infectious can be in one place without proposing uh, creating a potentially infectious environment for others um, so that others can still get their regular health care in our primary clinics. Amazing. And how many yeah. people have taken advantage of uh, testing through uh, DAP? Uh, as of yesterday, we've now tested more than 300 people. Wow. Um, and we have, a, have found a positivity rate of about 11% of the folks who have come in for testing. Wow. And is anybody doing, uh, you know, I, I understand that contact tracing is going to be the next thing that we're going to mm -hmm. all have to do. And uh, have you guys started, is anybody doing any documentation about the queer community inside of COVID? Or do you know, I mean, that may not be something you know about. You know, I, I, I certainly don't want to uh, play the role of medical expert being, um, as you know, I am not one. Um, I, I do know that obviously they look into uh, the details of where someone may have contracted the virus, but, um, you know, we're not epidemiologists. So my guess is we will participate as uh, bigger plans get rolled out. Okay. Um, all the more you know, reason the Fed has to come up with something that we're all doing the same. Yeah, agreed. You know, you know, and you mentioned Project Angel Food, you know, sort of a la their mission. Um, you know, most of DAP's clients, as you know, because of the average age in this valley are over 65 and or, you know, live with HIV and may have fragile immune systems and for any other reason. So one of the other things that we have recently just rolled out is that those folks who are homebound who need to be for their own health and well-being, um, our community health department is now distributing uh, care packages across the valley to their homes full of nutrition and toiletries and whatnot so that they don't need to try to go out of the house and risk becoming infected with something their, their bodies may not be able to fend off. Nice. Daryl, from a food standpoint, you're still working with, I think, AIDS Assistance Program. Is that correct? On the, mm -hmm. we're, on the we're, oh, yeah, we're still a partner with them. You know, okay. They actually uh, distribute from, uh, from our facility 
Um, in addition, you know, I, I think it's probably a little bit of an untold story is that Fiden Food Bank is also one of our key partners in filling our food pantry for tangible food. Yeah. Um, whereas we work with AAP on food vouchers and groceries as well for their okay. patients and clients. Got it. And if someone's in need of assistance, um, where would you send them to phone number or and or uh, website? So if they are looking for assistance as it relates to uh, COVID specifically, mm -hmm. uh, they should go to Desert AIDS Project's website, uh, which is desertaidsproject.org. They'll find across the very top of the website a banner uh, for FAQs and information in both English and Spanish. So we direct everybody there first. Um, if you think that you're potentially symptomatic, uh, you have questions about testing, do go there first, and there you will find the phone number for our hotline. Uh, we, if you are interested or feel like you may need to be tested, uh, we do ask that everybody go through that hotline first to be screened in advance, um, and then to be scheduled the time to come into the clinic. Um, that way the flow in the clinic is safe for both the patients and the doctors, um, and also, um, still, as of today, we're still only testing folks who are symptomatic. Um, so do know that. I know that there is news that the county has started uh, testing folks who are not symptomatic. But yeah. currently, as of today, we are testing only symptomatic folks at our, at our facility. All right. And I, the, go ahead, Chan. No, no, go ahead. And the services that you normally are providing in terms of the doc, for example, mm -hmm. and your, your, your sexual health clinic, what's happening mm -hmm. with those, please? So the doc and our sexual wellness work is continuing to happen on a daily basis. Um, so one can still call, schedule an appointment, come on in like you normally would. Fee structure hasn't changed. It's still 25 bucks um, and or on a sliding fee scale if need be. Um, also, we've implemented, you know, another way to keep people safe while taking care of their sexual health, um, specifically in partnering with our recovery centers, but then also anybody else who wants it. Uh, we're delivering at-home HIV tests. So again, if you don't feel like that you are comfortable leaving the house or your doctors instructed you not to, um, or you're in a recovery center and you can't, uh, we're, we're delivering at-home HIV tests um, across the valley as needed to folks who uh, need to be tested between now and when it's safe for them to be able to come in in person. But we do have on-site testing to every day, uh, which we are actually doing out of the Get Tested Coachella Valley van in our parking lot. That's what I thought. I thought I'd moved over to the to the parking mm -hmm. lot for that. Is Correct. It? Okay. And then also all other services we provide, uh, primary care, regular infectious disease care with your doctor, um, as a patient, uh, behavioral health care, et cetera. Uh, we now have moved to telemedicine for those who um, also, again, uh, feel like they should stay home um, or would rather stay home today. Um, all, their appointments are also welcome. If they want to come in and see their doctor, they are welcome to do so in a safe environment. But if not, uh, we have telemedicine and virtual healthcare visits available so that the continuity of care does not need to stop. Great. Daryl Tucci from Desert AIDS Project. Thanks for everything you do. And oh. it's nice seeing your face. Yes, Likewise, Darryl. I haven't without seen a mask. you guys in a while. Yes, and without a mask. <laughs> yes, Bradley, well, we're safe. Bradley and I saw each other. We both had masks on. Um, but yes, it's wonderful seeing you all. And I, I appreciate you having us. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Right. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, look who's here. It's Jeffrey Norman. Where? <laughs> well, this is gonna, we're gonna end this on a happy note today. The man that brings joy and entertainment to millions of people throughout the Coachella <laughs> Valley with his role as the director of communications for the McCallum Theater. Jeff Norman, how are you? Well, good morning, nice people. <laughs> nice seeing you. We understand morning, McCallum evening, is afternoon. still dreaming and planning. Yeah. Tell us about it. 
we know that people are looking forward to uh, uh, to getting back together again and uh, and enjoying some of the world's greatest uh, artists and Broadway shows and all of that. So we went out and announced our uh, 2021 season, uh, and we're really excited about it. And and people uh, are are uh, are really enthusiastic. Uh, we're selling tickets, and let me just say that you know uh, the. The reality is that if the uh, if the governor decides not to open theaters uh, uh, until a later date, uh, we will refund your money, just like we did uh, for the shows that had to be canceled in March. So there should be no uh, concern about purchasing your tickets. You still want to get in early and get good seats, and we've got a great season. Uh, our Broadway season includes two shows that have never been in the uh, the Valley before. Uh, the first one being Come From Away. Yes. And Come Can't From wait. Away is, I get goosebumps just talking about it. And it's, it's especially re relevant right now um, because it's, it, it's about how people behave with other people during a crisis. It's uh, set on 9-11 uh, and planes were diverted to Newfoundland, Gander, Newfoundland. Uh, and the community basically adopted all of the, 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 the strangers. And it's a musical. <laughs> and when I first heard they were making a musical about 9-11, I thought, well, that's a really, really bad idea. <laughs> it is a funny uh, idea. But I saw it on Broadway. It is heartwarming. It is charming. Uh, you, you can't miss it. Uh, and on the other side of the spectrum, uh, we're bringing in Summer, the Donna Summer musical. Oh, yeah. So, what more needs to be said about that? Uh, it's Donna Summer's story. It's got all of her great music, uh, some amazing choreography in it. Uh, so we're excited about that. But we're also bringing back Jersey Boys and Beautiful, the Carol King musical was sold yeah. out last season. Yeah. Um, and we're bringing in Les Mis for the first time since 1903. Oh. Wow. So, nice. And it's all done with, with, uh, with <clears throat> different kind of sets now and, and virtual uh, uh, imagery and it's really cool and up to date and uh, we're looking forward to that. Okay, so when then, is that season scheduled to start? So we actually our first performance is our family fun day on October 10th uh, but we really get underway on November 1st with uh, Jeannie Robertson who's a humorist who has been at the McCallum many times. And Puddles Pity Party is that like November well, 5th? Puddles uh, the Clown? Yes. Yes. He's coming. Yes, I can't fine. wait. He's one of Mitch's picks, and I love he's, that. he's a clown who doesn't speak, but he sings like a dream, and he covers everything from opera to Ozzy Osbourne, and he's amazing, and if you're, if you're not afraid of clowns, you should definitely <laughs> get your tickets to Puddles. A little bit like Krusty the Clown, the cigarette hanging out. Uh, a little you know, bit. A I little think he got to start on America's Got Talent, so it, oh, it, it was a lot of fun. We also are in major diva land uh, because we've got Patti LuPone and Kristen Chenoweth and Linda Etter and Vanessa Williams. Wow. So you, you, you just, uh, if you're a diva lover, like we all are, or some of us are, are divas, but anyway. Um, <laughs> just, don't, just don't take your cell phone out during Patti LuPone. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. No. Oh, no. And her show, is called, her show is called Don't Mess With Broadway. Oh, so right. apparently she's got opinions. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> we also have the National uh, Dance Company from Siberia. 
and uh, we've got the Smothers Brothers who haven't performed together for ten years. That, that is awesome. And it's they, gonna be they, a great season. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we were we were so looking forward this year to uh, a uh, a special uh, performance dedicated to Steve Lawrence and Edie Gourmet uh, that was being done by their son uh, and um, uh, and Debbie Grabbit, who was a Tony Award winning actress. Uh, that unfortunately had to be canceled, so mm -hmm. we're bringing it back next year. And the McCallum Theater was Steve and Edie's theater, so it's oh, appropriate right. that that show premieres yeah. at the McCallum. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jeffrey, uh, the, the McCallum uh, is one of the great performing arts um, centers um, in the in the entire region and certainly in the Coachella Valley. And we wish you a lot of success and a lot of luck in being able to reopen in the fall with this wonderful season. I hope that every show can go on as uh, as scheduled and we look forward to purchasing some tickets and support. Thank you, guys. And, you know, you can do that at McCallumtheater.com. All right, Jeffrey Norman. Love, Love you guys. Miss you all. Thank you very much. And thanks for joining us on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure. We've had a lot of guests today. Yeah. And you are, we're ending on a positive note with uh, with you. So well, thank you a, for a great me. way to end this week. Love you guys. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Coach Bye, Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.